Welcome to I Love Palm Beach. We talk about everything Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We are a team of real estate professionals who love where we live, and we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn about our hobbies and our lifestyle stories for fun and amazing things to do. Follow in our search for stories to find the best of. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. Or follow our local hero stories to discover the amazing people who call Palm Beach home. And now, here's your host, Rebecca Giacoba. Hi, this is Rebecca Giacoba with I Love Palm Beach. We have a really special um, guest today. We have a lovely museum in West Palm Beach that's really a world quality museum and people don't even know it exists in our little Florida County. But I've got Cheryl Brutvon. Um, she is the director of Curate, Curatorial Affairs and the Bailey Curator for Contemporary Art for the Norton Museum right here in West Palm Beach, Florida. And um, we just reopened for COVID, I believe on the 20th. And she was telling me that Friday, Saturday, Sundays, the museum is now gonna be open, but welcome Cheryl. Thank you, thanks for the invitation. And yes, we are open at the Norton Museum. We open to the general public on the 20th on Friday. And we had over 150 guests over the weekend. We have all our safety protocols in place, of course, to be sure everyone, both on our staff and the public, are confident in coming into the museum. But we're thrilled to be open again because people have missed us and we've missed everyone. So very happy. We were, you know, we opened, just reopened the, the new building, the Foster and Partners designed building in February 2019. So we were literally only open a year and a month before the COVID pandemic. So, so we're still acting like we're new and, and reopening. So we're very excited about it. Well, I'm excited to come back and visit. It's been quite a while. I don't think I've been there since before you closed and did the remodel in the exhibition. Oh. I guess there's also a new sculpture garden that was expanded. Well, you, would, you won't recognize the place then, Rebecca, if you haven't been here. The you know We have the west side of the building facing Dixie is now uh, where you see the greatest change of the foster and partner design where there's this extraordinary roof that cuts around the 80 year old banyan tree that has been there since the 1941 building started with Mr. Norton's design. And the front entrance, there's a great hall, which is beautiful community space, a new auditorium, a restaurant and a store. So that's all on the west side that is, um, welcoming people, as well as this fantastic Klaus Oldenburg sculpture, a giant typewriter eraser. So everyone now has their pictures taken uh, near the eraser. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And then going into the garden, as you mentioned, we now have, if you were here before, it was a parking lot, which is now a mm -hmm. sculpture garden. And we're thrilled to have this lovely pathway 
it, it relates to the new building too, because we have more galleries on the south side. And you look out to this beautiful garden where there's a pathway and you see sculptures throughout until you wrap around to the east side where the, the 1941 building and its beauty of Art Deco symmetry is still very evident. So it's a wonderful transformation that we have of old and new together, and as well, our extraordinary collection and exhibits. Well, I'd like to talk to you really quick, just to let everybody know, who was Mr. Norton and what made him found the museum? Yeah, no, Ralph Norton and his wife, Elizabeth, Ralph Norton was a, a Chicago steel person, industrialist, Acme Steel rose up through the company. And, you know, I guess a story not unlike today where people become more successful, they have more disposable income and an interest in art, and he became a collector with the advice of um the professional staff at the Art Institute of Chicago. But he did come to Florida, and of course it was a very different place than it is today, um, and decided that he wanted to gift this collection that he really did approach quite seriously, uh, buying what was essentially contemporary art of his time. He started with British portraiture, sort of a more classical approach to art, um, recognizable imagery, but he but he eventually became more adventurous and and collected the great examples of modern art as well. Um, he bought beautiful Georgia O'Keeffe paintings, and she would have been a living contemporary artist, mm -hmm. or even someone like Brancusi. He bought a beautiful sculpture by the Romanian modernist who's so influential. Um, after he saw it in an exhibit at the Four Arts. So, so he was very aware and had good advice. His second wife, Anne Norton, and you know of the Anne Norton Sculpture Garden, was as known a sculptor. And um, I think it's safe to say that she pushed him a little bit in terms of modern sculpture. So we do have this beautiful Brancusi, probably the only example in the Southeast United States and the cubist head by Picasso, which shows how fractured space looks on a, a bronze sculpture. And he, he bought rather adventurously right up to 1953 um, when he passed. So we even have one of the abstract expressionist paintings of Robert Motherwell in the collection. So uh, he, was, he was just on the edge of that great um, moment in American painting when you think of Jackson Pollock and others. But, Beautiful examples have come into the collection since his um, since his creation of this beautiful museum, and the architects Foster and Partners of London were so impressed with that original 1941 design by Marion Sims Wyeth that they really kept that part of the building intact, and we, um, in a sense, renovated part of that. And the floors are now exposed: beautiful wood and marble floors, better lighting and it blends seamlessly into the new design by Foster and Partners. So you're gonna have a lot to see when you come back here. <laughs> yes, I'm really excited. And if this pandemic ever lets up a little bit, we'd love to bring, bring a group of the listeners of I Love Palm Beach and do a special event, but we'll give it a little time and at least <laughs> open. Yeah. And I'll probably, I might try to pop in this Thanksgiving week. 
Yeah, we'll be open. Um, wow. we, we're, we're accepting people walking up, but we, we do also hope people will make reservations. Okay. Um, we're open on Friday nights until seven and on Saturday and Sunday, 10 until five. And that first hour, 10 to 11, is reserved for members since members have been wonderful in their response and renewing their membership, even during the pandemic. So we give them a little special time first thing in the morning. But we are welcoming everyone. And when you come in, you get your, your temperature taken. Um, if you preserve your ticket, it's all you, no need to touch. You have to wear a mask. And then we have stickers in the galleries that indicate the capacity for the gallery. But with our new new building, we have so much space. It's not a, so it hasn't been a problem so far and I don't expect it will be. There's plenty of room to see great art and spread out. So. Okay, wonderful. And just to go back to the museum a little bit, as I understand it, and it's been quite a while, it's kind of broken into like five or six sections. Yeah, we have five areas of collecting. We have American, European, Chinese, and those are all started by Mr. Norton. And then later photography and contemporary. Although one could argue that Mr. Norton was collecting contemporary as well. Right. But, but you know, the American and European collections were part of his original gift of the founding of the museum and were exhibited when the museum opened in 1941. And then within a year and a half, he then collected Chinese art, only Chinese, not all of Asia, but just Chinese and, and acquired a beautiful collection of, of bronzes and jades. So we have a very um, respected international collection of Chinese art as well, which you now see on the first floor in renovated galleries. So, and then um, through photography and contemporary. Excuse me. No. Uh, what was his interest in venturing into Chinese? I find that a very big jump from American and European. Yeah, I think it was the opportunity. I can't, I, I don't know um, what affected him specifically to pursue Chinese. I think there was an opportunity when a collection became available and the advice was that it was exceptional. And again, wanting to make art available to the public. And mm -hmm. again, an extraordinary gesture that he didn't build the museum in Palm Beach. He built it in West Palm Beach when I don't, mm. I'm not sure Flagler Drive even existed at that time in 1941. Right. And so again, to have, you know, this broader understanding of the world and then pursuing the Chinese collection because it was available. And I think focusing on these areas rather than, it, it's not, you know, it's not a museum that represents the entire world, it just would be impossible to do mm. that. But to have a historical, you know, pre 20th century in this part of Florida is unusual. You know, our, our, our friends in Miami are more centered on contemporary. So you don't really have them um, outside of a private collection, perhaps you don't have a Monet painting that you can come see like we have mm. on view all the time. So I think he was always at a certain point realizing his collection would make a huge difference to this community. And as a result, the Chinese art was also part of that concept of expanding our horizons. 
Well, that's really nice. It's very nice that people think to do lovely things like this. So as a museum as a whole, have we acquired other pieces? Yes. Collection? Because it's quite a body of work there, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's true. I mean, the original gift from Mr. Norton was probably under 400 objects, which is still significant. Still, yes. Yeah, yeah. But we now say that we have a collection of um, approximately 1,500 works on paper, prints and drawings, about five to 6,000 photographs, which is also a more recent addition, something he mm -hmm. did not collect, but has been through the gift of Jean von Oppenheim and then later acquisitions. And then the rest of, you know, a, another 2,000 works are the paintings and sculpture that we have in the collection. So it's a, it's a very, um, gro it's growing all the time. And we've been uh, able to benefit from not only acquisitions through purchases, but also gifts of art. And we had many people step up with the new building project in February 2019. And people did give us artwork from their own collections, wanting to have that legacy forever with it being part of a public collection. Yes, so, I guess being outside of Palm Beach, there's probably a lot of collectors that it would be the natural place to do their donations. That's really, really special. It is. And I think we're able to say that there's so many extraordinary collectors in this community that the museum is a place where they can feel confident as well as appreciative that it's all part of that, that life of what makes this community so um, appealing for someone who is a major collector. Right. Well, it's really nice to let people know that um, our little West Palm Beach has a collection of this magnitude. I think people just don't really know that we've got this here. And that's mm. why I wanted to speak to you guys and get yeah. the awareness out. Yeah. Any special exhibits that maybe were planned or? Yes, we've had, you know, when we closed in March because of the pandemic, we had just opened a group of exhibits that are still on view. We're thanking our colleagues who made them available still. Um, the primary exhibit is work by the American artist, Robert Rauschenberg, who was uh, basically came of age in the 50s and 60s, but lived until 2008 and lived over in Captiva, Florida for the better okay. part of his life. And so it's <clears throat> nice to be able to think of <laughs> think of this major figure in American art as a, a Florida artist. But it's a beautiful group of 19 works of paintings and sculpture and prints that are on loan from the Whitney Museum of American Art. So it takes you through the course of his career from 1951 until um, early 2000 with examples of his, his innovation. He was he was someone who used what was immediately in front of him, not just painting on canvas, but perhaps is best known for people with taking um, objects that he found, whether when he lived in New York or, or later in Captiva, and assembling these various objects into compositions that are not, not really painting and not really sculpture. He became known for a body of work in the 60s called Combines. And that was something where it was this combination 
of painting and sculpture. So we have a great example in the, in the exhibit called Blue Eagle from 1961. And it is a, you get the title because there's a flattened tin can of Blue Eagle oil, which once existed. I don't know if it still does. And a hanger as well <laughs> as a, a t-shirt and painting all on canvas. And then he strung a cord of light through the canvas that then rests on the floor with a blue light. So it's extraordinary and adventurous and mm -hmm. still provocative today. Okay, very interesting. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Definitely have to come this week and see that. Yeah. Anything else on the horizon that we still may, um, with pandemic, be able to have come visit us? Oh yeah, we have other, you know, in the collection, there's still um, beautiful, paintings and an exhibit called Divine Beings in the Chinese collection. And then photography, there are two exhibits, a rotation looking at the subject of, of, of who and where um, coming up, as well as on the second floor, an expanded understanding of photography through photo-based work, but it may also be considered sort of sculptural or something that looks like painting on a photograph. So it's a very expanded definition of photography on the second floor. So those are changing spaces. And then in the future in January, we'll have a whole new group of exhibits, mm -hmm. um, three new exhibits in the South Galleries, the new spaces. One will be work by our Fort Lauderdale-based artist, Jose Alvarez, who okay. did a, a series of portrait drawings when, um, fascinating story when he was detained at the Chrome Center uh, for, for an immigration issue and did these very powerful portraits of other detainees. Uh, a group of work by the Colombian-born artist Maria Berrio, who is part of our Recognition of Art by Women series, and she will be here as an artist in residence in our cottages that we have wow. part of the campus. We're thrilled she's coming. That will also open in January, a, a short survey of her career. And then we have a collection show that's entitled Art Finds a Way. And that will be looking at the pandemic, as you've been mentioning, Rebecca, this moment in time where we have been not only trying to endure our solitude, but also find joy in the day, as well as acknowledge the, the, the true issues of race, racial injustice in the country. And so we are showcasing some of the work by African-American artists in the collection, as well as the, the idea of how we have all made the most of this moment in time and look at some of our collection in a different light because of the pandemic. So it's a, a variety of, of kinds of artwork, but all from our collection. So that will be in January, all opening January 2nd. Okay, well, thank you so much for spending so much time with us today, Cheryl. And I look forward to talking to you. Maybe we'll touch base next year and do this again. That would be great. And come back to the museum. We'd love I to will. I'm going to make a point of coming maybe this week when we have a little bit of time off and the museum is open. And I am very excited to go back. And thank you again for all your um, insight into the Norton. Oh, thank you. We look forward to welcoming you back. Okay. All right. Talk to you Bye. soon. Thank you.
Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's show, and we hope you visit again next week. Please share with your friends, and we look forward to showing you around our amazing city soon. Visit GiaRealty.com. That's G-I-A-R-E-A-L-T-Y team.com. Or you can call us at 561-203-4661.